Welcome to She Loves the Grid, where we discuss all things F1. Whether it's happening on the track, in the paddock, or beyond the grid, we'll talk about it all. And here we go, back to She Loves the Grid. How are you, Diane? I'm doing good. Another exciting race today. Another exciting race, and I'm Claire. So here we go, back to Silverstone. Hopefully we won't have, well, it wasn't as chaotic as last week's race. Thank goodness. True, true. Lap lap uh, limit violations were at a kind of a minimum. <laughs> so there were, a few. there were a few. Well, there were a few that got threatened. I don't think we ended up with any penalties for it, but uh, I don't think we'll be doing follow-up uh, add-on recordings. To not like last week. And almost before the podcast was posted on Tuesday, I was kind of like, oh my gosh, I was so emotional about the the violations last week and the additional penalties that came on. And I thought, you know, I really, sh we need to look at the bigger picture. Yes, we should not have that many um, track violations at all. That was ridiculous. But maybe it's not so much about getting more technology, but F1 needs to enforce that track. Austria putting in gravel or something that's going to keep the drivers. Um, and they did request that of them again. Yeah. So it sounds again. like it's not the first time they requested it, but they requested it again. And we'll see what happens for next year. We'll see that. All right. Well, before we get into it all, and I don't think, thank you for everyone who went along for the entire ride last week. For those that did listen to, because it was a long one, we'll try to get through it a lot quicker this week. Yeah. Um, how was your week? It was good. Um, again, it is, <laughs> I feel like I'm always talking about the weather, but mainly right now I'm working so much during the week that I'm not really getting out to do a whole lot of other things. Uh, but in the desert, we are pretty much consistent about 113, 115 um, last week and then all of this week. So oh, there's not much to go out and do. I don't want to leave the, the nice cool air conditioning to <laughs> go anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, so that's, and we have this for our people who listen in other countries, that 113 is 45 Celsius. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's up there. That would make my, my, my British and German friends, and now that we're at British Spring Grand Prix, faint because 45 is hot. It's very we're hot. talking about the heat wave in, in Berlin being, you know, our Germany up into the high 30s, though it only hit 32 yesterday and today. It is currently, as we're recording Sunday evening, 32 degrees which is just at 90. Yeah. Fahrenheit. It's That's not that hot. hot. If everyone else is hot, like we were at a, a going away party last night, people were like, oh, it's miserable. And, and my partner and I like, it's finally warm. <laughs> we're finally comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. They're not used to it at all. Um, I also have a senior dog. He's like 15 or 16 years old. And this week was kind of a rough week. Um, so I was spending a lot of time just kind of monitoring him and watching him so not again not really wanting to leave the house to do anything just make sure he's good and today he seems to have rebounded so <laughs> the life of a, a senior dog up and down yeah my and my dog is enjoying us going out and adventuring a little bit into the city but she's kind of in the last two days has been like hey wait i thought we moved to cooler weather what's up with this <laughs> <laughs> it'll um, get better before we get going, we, I did for, you know, the celebration of it being the British Grand Prix, I did bring out my few things I got while I was in Britain. Yes. Well, one is from Epcot. The other oh. one is, yeah, that, yeah, I got the British purse while in Epcot, the Britain Pavilion. Anyway, 
UK Fairly Aid. And then that was, I did get at Harrods in London. Yes. I love and, Harrods. You, you said that you brought out a bag, but I could not understand what you were saying. And I'm like, what is Harabinger or whatever? I thought <laughs> it's a big department store. I'm like, oh, yes, no, I've been there. I've been there. I have still from years, like, oh my gosh, Randy was probably two. So it's what, 25 years old? A little Christmas bear that from Harrods, and it says Harrods here. And I took a picture of Randy at the lunch counter on one of the restaurants there. And uh, I got in trouble because apparently you're not supposed to take photos in Harrods. <laughs> it was one, one picture. It was one picture. <laughs> oh, I took pictures. I went there with my boss. We had tea. They, they actually took oh. pictures of us for us. And they we weren't even having tea. We were just sitting at like a lunch counter. I mean, it was a very informal restaurant. It wasn't, you know, one of the nicer ones in the I don't know. Guy behind the counter is like, I don't know. Maybe you can spend the money. It was, it was expense. I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I bought paid for it. I didn't. <laughs> That's awesome. But I love it. I love the nod to the, to the British race this weekend. The British And race. then I guess it's good. I haven't unassembled my, my McLaren themed F1 car since McLaren had a showing. So let, let's get into it because That's boy, we have fun stuff. Well, cool. Silverstone. I, I did not realize this because me being mute that this is where F1 started as Sam Collins was pointing out. They kept talking about being with the 75th anniversary and all the history and what I saw. I was really fascinated by all that, but though, I mean, the tracks changed a lot over the years. Yeah. I, did you notice one of the aerial views? There was like the, the airport runway kind of painted still part in the middle of the infield of the track, which yeah. I thought was kind because I think it was part of the Royal Air Force base, right? Yeah. Like, I think that's what it was. And so a lot of the names of the turns, like, um, they are kind of related to different, I think, churches that were there or different things that were on um, that land before really the racetrack uh, came on. So I, the history is amazing. I love the history there. Yeah, I think this year when we're talking about doing team, you know, uh, deep dives you know next year the podcast we can start looking at history of tracks and stuff because it's just there's just so much to learn so much to learn but yeah just really fascinating about that and Pirelli talked about the introduction of new slicks which we'll go into but um oh and you marked all that there were some celebrities there yeah which i'm not surprised i mean i don't think as many as you know we see in miami and that sort of thing but david beckham supposedly was there gordon ramsley um florence Pugh, the actor she did the checkered flag at the end. Shakira was there. Um, so that'll probably spark some more rumors <laughs> to have her back on the paddock. Brad um, Pitt, obviously, who we'll talk about in a little bit. And then um, Hannah Waddingham, who plays Rebecca from Ted Lasso, who I just adore that show and I adore her. She was at Wimbledon um, earlier this week, but she was on the grid. So lots of celebrities there. So much fun. But like you said, Pirelli did introduce new slicks today. Um, yeah, and, and well, this weekend, I guess I should say this weekend. And we knew it was coming, but I kind of like, I know about it and then I forget about it, right? Like, I think I had done a TikTok on it maybe when we first heard um, and then forgot about it. But Pirelli said, generally they, they create these tires for, you know, the following year and they kind of have an idea or like a prediction of, you know, okay, the, the cars are really going to use up these tires by the end of this season. So by the end of the season, they will have like fully grown into the tires, if you will. And 
then they realized in Melbourne, which was what, like the second or third race of the season that yeah. had already reached the predicted like potential for, I think they called it the end load. So they were like, Oh, criminy, we need to, um, we need to bump up production of the other ones that we're working on for next year. And so they did. So they got those out to them today or well, this weekend, got them out this yeah. weekend. And so. And with that, we saw additional testing. So I thought it was really fascinating yes. that we saw the the cars come out and, you know, Price came out with, he immediately had like the the grids out on his car for testing. And we saw Flow, you know, Flowviz going out. It was kind of cute. We were, oh, yeah. My partner who, he followed F1 like 20 something, 30 years ago, like before me, before we'd ever met. And I did not got into it until, you know, you introduced me to it a year ago. And I was like, Hey, do you know what that that green paint is? He's like, no. And I'm like, it's Flowviz, and I explained it to him. I said, I thought you were listening to our podcast because we already covered this. And so when we were at the party last night, he brought that story up. He goes, Yeah, I'm behind on the podcast because they educate you. You really need to follow their podcast because they'd already covered this Flowviz paint that's flow visualization, and he starts explaining it to him, which was just phenomenal. I phenomenal. love it. But you know what's even funnier is we had a very similar conversation here when the McLaren had the flow viz on their car during practice. And yeah, very much a very similar conversation. And I know that one also has not been listening to the podcast. So <laughs> if you listen to us, you can learn something. <laughs> yeah, we had already covered this in our podcast. It was a long time was ago, really too. It was during during practice sessions at the very beginning. <laughs> of the season but yeah like you said it, it's kind of interesting i think there were a lot of comments during practice and and maybe even during qualifying about the tires not really having a lot of grip and stuff like that so there was a lot of comments about it but i mean everybody seemed to be okay for the most part today so you know hopefully we'll get a little bit more info but um that, that testing is interesting because we go into like mclaren which we will talk about the race how well they showed but they had the upgraded front wing and nose but a lot of people had multiple versions of their front wing but they had yeah. updated that um what i thought was interesting too was it because of the special chrome livery that they had i don't know if you saw them talking about how they had to take part of their advertising, which I, I didn't realize was kind of digital that changes yeah. up and everything that they had to pull that out because of the weight and just put a sticker, like just yeah. a plain old sticker because <laughs> of the weight of the Chrome because yeah. of Google Chrome, which is so funny because Google Chrome doesn't use Chrome anywhere um, of the livery, which I thought was kind of cheesy. Yes, I did see that. And I thought it was funny because back at the beginning of the season, um, McLaren was getting trashed in comments about their, their little digital advertising because the car was so bad earlier this season. And so uh, Zach Brown, I think was saying, Ooh, look at us. We've got this digital advertising. People are like, put the time into, you know, making the car run fast. Like what in the world are you talking about? So I thought that was funny. The Chrome though, yes, it ties in with Google Chrome, but at the same time, McLaren used to run a silver livery. And so this is their 60th year, which is another reason they were doing the Google Chrome or the Chrome look. And they were hinting at it, you know, like, hey, we're gonna have. And so I started seeing online, people were excited thinking they were gonna go back to that silver 
or maybe, you know, people are just assuming chrome livery. Um, but it was more of a flat paint, like think older, older cars. And uh, so people were so excited. And then when they came out and they released this livery for this weekend, <laughs> they, people were not happy. They're no. like, it's essentially the same car. And if you look at, if you're on our YouTube, look at Claire's McLaren in the background. So where there is blue, they added chrome. And so people were like, it's still the same livery. You just switched out the blue for the chrome when people thought they were going to have more of a, a throwback silver, full silver livery. So I still thought it looked cool. Um, I Definitely thought it than the uh, Valvoline livery. But oh, okay. That is not, let's just, let's just hit on that. So... <laughs> So McLaren comes out with their special livery. Williams comes out with a livery. I think they should just run the rest of the year. It's gorgeous. Gorgeous. The British flag up on the back end. Like, amazing. Keep the livery the rest of the year, please. I I said it last week. I love one-off liveries. And that one just had my eyes like major heart eye emoji. Um, and then here comes Aston Martin. We have a special livery this year or this week too, you guys. And Claire sent it to me and uh, we're talking and I'm like, this is not a special livery. They added the Valvoline logo in like three spots where had open spaces. They made it a little bigger so you can see Valvoline. That does not constitute a special livery. Okay, Aston Martin, I hate to tell you, I love you, but that is not a special livery because you made logos bigger or put them in a spot where they weren't before. That is not a special livery. <laughs> I hate to tell you that. But I loved Lando's helmet to tie in with the crow. Yeah. He hands down him and Valtteri are usually my two favorites when it comes to special helmets. They are so spot on and Lando's just gleamed. <laughs> the chrome was like amazing. And maybe it did blind some of the drivers. I don't know. That was a joke going around social media is okay. Got it. Like we're going to blind Max with the special <laughs> chrome helmet. And, you know, maybe it worked. I don't know. Maybe it worked today because Lando was leading. But anyways, right. <laughs> that subject. Well, like I said, they, they did they, several renditions of uh, McLaren um, upgrading their, their nose. Um, several or front wing, several of the driver or cars did have like a special front wing. And, and it was to deal with the downforce of the track, right? So and it was really interesting if one showing like smoothing out the curve or the front wing to help with the downforce. So I thought it was interesting. They, they called out specifically Mercedes, Aston Martin, and Malpine, oh, Malpine, Alpine, <laughs> which I, I question Aston Martin just because of their lackluster showing today. But, um, yeah. you know, it was, it it was kind of a tough weekend all the way around for them. Um, but Red Bull, one thing I'd like to call out for them is with Max's win last week, he now becomes one of only three drivers in F1 history to have five consecutive wins. So it's like him, it's Lewis, and it's um, Michael Schumacher. So, I mean, this year, like, Max is just adding up the records. <laughs> like, that is absolutely crazy. Well, you didn't say Alfa Romeo had a new front wing, right? I know they had new stuff. Well, F1 TV talked about Mercedes, Aston Martin, and Alpine. Okay. Um, I'm not sure about Romeo. Yeah. You're talking about Max, so I wonder, because we talked a couple episodes ago, too, about him talking about 
once he's done enough in F1, would he retire? And I wonder if this is going to be that year that oh. man, I wonder how much longer he'll, he'll go. I mean, he's, he's hit some pretty cool records and it's like, what else, you know? I don't think there's any chance of him retiring in the next few years. Like I think he's going to stick with what's working for now, but yeah, I mean, at some point and probably sooner rather than later, as far as like age goes, you know, like I don't think he's going to be, 35 or whatever and still an F1. No, I don't think him being a driver that goes out without being on top, right? You've got like Lewis that's he's done a great and then he's had a, a tough run because of the car or like Alonzo who did great, went and did some other scenes, come back. He's doing he's doing pretty good, but you know, he's still got some struggles and whatnot. I just almost see Mac to be the type of person that goes out on top, right? He's like, okay, I'm done. There's no sense in just like dragging it along. I mean, I think of football and you think of like someone I don't like Brady who like he was doing great. And then he's like, well, I'm just going to keep extending it, switch around teams. And then it would have some good stuff, but then not some good stuff. And then other quarterbacks like that too. It's like quit while you're ahead and and call it good. You know, I just, I feel like he has a really good sense of strategy and then just, wherewithal in that sense. And I'm trying to give a positive here because yeah, no, I, I agree with you though, because I do think Max is that competitive and we know like, and you always, well, I don't know that you're joking, but like you always point out, you know, him complaining in practice about things, but I think he strives for perfection. And I think if that car ever gets to a point where they are not nearly as competitive for, you know, maybe a year or whatever, I could see him being like, I'm done. Like you just said, like, I'm going to go out on top and, you know, next person can, can take over. So, I mean, I don't know. These numbers going to have from going back to the team and going, Hey, (laughs) 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 continues. But um, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, So then you have, you've got some notes about Alfa Romeo and Alfa Tari. I I I missed some of that. I didn't get some of that. No, because I don't think anybody talks about them. And, and I think today, um, in today's race, they're like non-entities. And they both yeah. had upgrades this weekend, but I never heard what exactly the upgrades were. I don't, I don't Alfa Tauri supposedly had some aerodynamic upgrades. Mm-hmm. I don't think that worked out too well. And then Alfa Romeo had some new parts on their car this week. But again, I don't think I really heard anything. And they're, either of those upgrades did not work this weekend because they didn't qualify well and they didn't um, race well today. They were both down there towards the bottom um, in as far as points go today. But yeah, I just, they're either still really getting used to it or this track wasn't the track for those upgrades to really shine. But yeah, they're kind of non-entities. I don't know. I just had to throw that out there. Uh, <laughs> like They had upgrades. I don't know what they were. So let's see. We got a couple more things before we get into the actual race weekend. So I'll go ahead yeah. and share. So F1 Academy, cool. yeah, Claire has a thing. So they actually raced this week in Monza. I kind of didn't even realize they were racing this week. And I do follow them on social media. So I must have totally missed that. But um, if you're watching our YouTube channel, you can see the three winners. So Marta Garcia, she actually won the first race by a photo finish. So it was 0.0009 seconds is how she won that race incredible like absolutely amazing and then in the second race lena bueller who's been on the podium many times um this season already in f1 academy she won that second race 
And apparently there were a lot of incidents. Like I can't wait to be able to start watching these races live. Cause I mean, that first race to win by 0. 0.0009, what, how crazy. And then race two had some incidents and unfortunately Chloe Grant, she got caught up on a turn and I think there were cars like three wide and she, I don't know if she got bumped or she hit the person in front of her, but her car went airborne immediately and flipped over. And it oh. did catch fire. She was taken to the hospital. They did um, release her medically, said she was okay. But when she came back to the grid, she did have her hand just kind of wrapped. So I don't know if the fire, you know, got her a little bit or maybe there was another issue there. But it wasn't a hard cast or anything. It was just soft wrap. Um, but she said she'll be ready for the next race. And then this morning we had the third race and Bianca Bustamante got her second win of the season. So really, really exciting um, race weekend for them. I can't remember so, where they go next. Paul, Paul Ricard, I think they go next. So yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. But I just, I, I want to at least keep that in there. Keep talking about them. Even yeah, we have got our we've got our slide for them, and then you know a lot of the talk, which was some interesting. I thought I actually thought we would hear a lot more about this, but it's Brad Pitt and the the, yes. the movie they're filming. So there's a couple yes. slots, a couple of shots. One you know, courtesy of, of Kim Ilman, and then the other one um, we grabbed. So yeah, I was kind of surprised this morning when they were all lined up on the grid, and he's like, "Oh, we can't show it to you," and like. Yes, it's during the like gridlock. Social media everywhere. Yes. So which when you told me that, or well, I was watching it as well, but I was like, why can't they show it to us? Because we've already seen the photo. It's been all over, you know, the the livery for this uh team. I think what is it called? XPXG or Next I don't know, something like that. Oh, it's on their little thing. If you we have a picture up. So yeah, yeah, Apex. Oh, Apex. Well, yeah, that's the name of the movie. So maybe that is the same yeah. name of the car. Apex but movie, yeah. Um, yeah, so th there was a rumor going around that Brad was going to lead the formation lap, but he definitely didn't. And he was supposedly lined up next to or behind Botas, who was 20th on the grid today. Um, but they went all out. So this was something else I kind of forgot until this week started and people started posting about it, but they were filming this weekend at Silverstone. So they had the garages um, set up for Sonny is Brad's character. And I'm not sure the other guy's character's name, but they had their pictures and their names, just like every other team on the grid. Um, supposedly Brad was at the driver's uh, briefing on Friday night and he was, uh, did an interview with saying just how open everybody had been and, um, welcoming from the top of the FAA right down to the drivers. So, um, yeah, I don't know when that's coming out, but looks kind of interesting. And I don't honestly know if he was on the formation lab. Yeah, I don't know if he was the actual driver, but what I thought was interesting when the formation lap went, I mean, it was pretty fast. And then yeah. as they came around, that car was nowhere to be seen. So it nowhere. came out it was like, I didn't even see it leave and go into the pits. Like I didn't see it come off off the track. Like where did it disappear to? It because yeah. all of a sudden there was, you know, the safety car and and then there the same thing. The green flag, like it was like gone. Was like, yeah, wow, it poofed poof gone. <laughs> like so, I have no idea because I was worried, and I told you this before the race started. I'm like, 
if they are driving that car in the formation lap, they better stay close because the people on the front row don't want to be sitting there letting their tires get cool because you've got somebody filming, you know, <laughs> in the back. Mm -hmm. So yeah, anyways, I don't know, but let's jump into practice. Not a well, whole, yeah. not a whole heck of a lot to talk about overall. Like, like I said, I started at the beginning when I already mentioned, like Checo started out with the aero bake on for testing. There's a lot of testing. Um, Stroll had immediately, like they called on the radio, like right in the first uh, lap, he had needed to limp home. Yeah. Like, and I'm not sure. They never said what was the problem. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they but like, immediately, practically was spinning off the circuit. <laughs> Just... <laughs> it was craziness. A little bit, I think, you know, getting, trying to get used to those tires because there was a lot of talk about traction and, you know, blah, 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 yeah. max, all of that yeah. good stuff. But I mean, honestly. I tried to type in the notes that he complained. I just, but he was just on the radio about the <laughs> Yes, he was. And then FP2. Oh my goodness. I had to wait and watch that after work because work was too busy Me and there too. were all kinds of meetings. And so I stayed off social media. And then as we're starting to watch it, I'm like, why is Charles still in the pit? Five minutes later, why is Charles still in the pit? And they finally said he had an electrical issue. And when they finally went to the garage, I'm like, he's not coming out. That car is jacked up. Like, I mean, and I don't mean like jacked up. It was a hot mess, which I'm sure it was because they said that they had the um, fire extinguishers out and they were, you know, looking into the cockpit. So I don't know, but he missed the entire session, which was not good. Um, but Carlos did really well. So, you know, I mean, Carlos was looking amazing in uh, practices, but yeah, yeah that was not fun. And then FP3, uh, I don't know. I, I actually, before probably they broke for rain, I, I had to go out and water my plants and stuff before it got too hot. So I just watched the beginning and I, I heard Ferrari had broke curfew, but you get three opportunities to do that without penalties. But the big thing I saw on there, I thought was interesting was that, um, that, uh, when Norris started out, they were like immediately like, stop the car, stop the car, stop the car. And somebody had run out and there was big talk about where the line was and there was the old line and the new line. The worst case, there was going to be a team fine. And I was so worried about what the penalty would mean because Norris was running so well. Yeah. And obviously today it was like, could that impact his pole or his position and podium and all that? And so there yeah. may be a team fine. I haven't seen the, the final call on that of them running out but if they hadn't done that they would have put the car out in an unsafe condition yeah. because they left something in that they weren't supposed to yeah they left a fan on the back like how did those fans aren't small like i mean and this one isn't huge on the back but it's like how what <laughs> come on now and then i thought the other one was interesting sergeant you know he just all of a sudden like something blew off and i'm getting like wicked hot <laughs> like it's just like so they had to pull him in and like pull out and see what was going on inside. There was a lot of talk, um, which I thought the tech part of it was really interesting because, you know, the F1 TV was really get into like what that could mean and the technology around what's in the seat and the headrest and what could have blown off and caused heat to come in and, and make yeah. the seat hot for him, you know? Yeah. Oh, I couldn't imagine like driving around with a hot seat. Like, no, yeah. thank you. No, thank you. Was it in, um, this is total side thingy, but was it in practice or was it in qualifying when Lance, like they went to Lance and I, I said, 
his hand is not on the wheel and he was doing this, like kind of moving his fingers around. And I'm like, I immediately thought is his hand from his accident earlier this year messing with him, but he got hit by a rock. And, and he said, I got hit by a rock really, really hard, but yeah, I was being saucy that day, whenever that was. And I was like, dude, you drove with two broken wrists. Like I'm sure a rock coming at you at two <laughs> doesn't feel good, but Keep going. <laughs> you got this. <laughs> you can right. do it. But anyways, Q1 qualifying. Oh, oh my God. It, it, I had so much stress from quality. I was just, it was insane. It was just, it was intense from the beginning, which was kind of cool that people just didn't like, they didn't take it like lackadaisical or anything, but yeah, oh my gosh. Do, but I was I was on my feet, especially at the end. I couldn't even keep track with who was moving where because yep, they all started right at the very end. But I can't believe Lewis spun out right at the beginning and right into the gravel. That was scary. I don't. That's know. one of my predictions where they were. That I was like Mercedes. I knew was going to be in the top somehow, but I did. Lewis just to me wasn't like was it a confidence what was going on like how are you spinning out that's why I thought Russell was gonna take yeah. him but and all the lap times the lap times being deleted there were so many lap times deleted in Q1 I was like oh here we go <laughs> you're no. like not again that is, that is a tricky spot and I think that's right where the wind like you're just yeah. totally to the wind as well and so that was happening um Sergeant freaked me out when he went through the grass at one point. No, oh, dude, do not. <laughs> F1 car, I'm thinking F1 cars are not off-road vehicles. What are you doing? <laughs> I know. And then Alvin with an unsafe release and then red flag. And then K-Mag. And I went and looked. I was like, I think I know why I was thinking there's so much. In the last three races, it's yeah. been that team. So in the last three races, in Canada, Hulk had a fire. In Austria, Hulk had a smoking car. And now in Great Britain, K-Max had a fire. I went and looked it up. Wait, so there was nothing else even before that? I feel like they have the worst luck. Well, they, um, they, he had, uh, so uh, K-Mag, and I didn't check all of Hulk's, but K-Man had a crash in Australia um, during the race, and he did not finish. He was told to box because of issues with his car during um, pre-race during Azerbaijan. He crashed in Monaco, damaged front range, so technically it was a do not finish. So he did get a, an ending time. Yeah. Um, and then this engine fire, plus he had a shut off during Q1. So an engine shut right. off during Q1, and then he had this engine fire. So, but the oh. fire smoking was just so common, but it was because of their constructor that was like in my head. It wasn't him, but yeah. Nico, I mean, Nico had a fire in Canada, smoking car in Austria, and now this car has had a fire. What's yeah. going on with their car? I know. Well, no, it's like three power units. Three, three races in a row, their car. Yeah. Well, and I think they said that the um, it was a fuel issue for Kevin yesterday in qualifying. And so they had to put in a new power unit today, but it was a used power unit. So I don't know if that had something to do with it, but yeah, I, uh, I, that was one of the times I stood up when I was like, are you kidding me? You know, now <laughs> Q1 and it's such a crazy Q1. And then he stops right before the pits. Just, I just it was stopped. like Checo, Checo, once they were all in the pits, 
he went straight to the end of pit row. He's like, I needed time. I got to be the first car out there. Not that it really. And then, and then Max had his incident. <laughs> okay. First time I've ever seen a driver come out of their garage and run right into the wall. But they said it was wet right there. So that might have been it. He said, he said that, um, what, I thought I wrote this down. He said that it was, he couldn't get the grip. And so the rear, they didn't have the grip, the right grip of the rear. Yeah. And, and, and whatnot. But I, the first thing my partner's like is like that front, that front wing had to be expensive. I'm like, yeah. And if you notice, it wasn't that they just replaced the front ring. They replaced the front ring and then changed parts of the front ring because it's a different front ring for this race. And I'm thinking they didn't expect him to have any issues. So they didn't have a customized front ring for this race ready to replace. Yeah. So they literally were in there screwing around and changing out parts because he broke it. Yeah. He totally broke it. Like that thing was just hanging by a little wire, a little thread on the end. But yes, like Claire said, if if you saw Max's interview after in the presser, he, he tries to show his sense of humor. And he says, of course, I had my little incident. And if you know, you know. So if you don't know, I'll explain it to you. But back in the karting days, Max said that Charles drove him off the track. And so a reporter goes up to Max and says, you know, what happened? And he's complaining, you know, Charles pushed me off the track. And then they approach Charles, who looks kind of like a deer in the headlights. And he's like, they're like, what happened on the track? And he says, with this cute little kid lisp, says, it was just an incident. And so that, that little, you probably have seen the meme, but for Max to use it, and then he gives a little smile afterwards, like he's being so funny. Um, I actually did laugh out loud at that one. That was pretty classic. <laughs> pretty classic, Max. Um, but, oh, gosh, Ocon. Not a good weekend for Ocon. No. No. But that was Joe's fault. So Ocon's impeded by Joe. Um, he, uh, yeah, I don't even know. To me, it was very, then, very scary. Then all those flying laughs. It was just like, you couldn't even keep up. Just, boom. Boom, all the ones she got. But what was interesting to see Max just going further and further down through it too. Just people flying past. I'm like, this is such a fast track. Amazing. I'm so excited to see Norris, to see, and, 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 and the McLarens. And I was like, boy, I'm going to have a hard time with my predictions because yeah. look at this. I could already tell it was going to be tough. Yeah, and the Williams cars too. They were wow. amazing. So out we had in Q1, Perez, Yuki, Joe, Nick, and Kevin, um, obviously Kevin. Um, and so I started to think, oh boy, here we go. Perez does not make it to Q3 again. I think this is six out of 10 races now, oh, yeah. like that. Um, and I thought, oh boy, here we go. So Chatty Cathy, um, Helmet, Helmet Marco, who I'm just going to refer to the rest of the season as Jaddy Cappy, um, had talked with a German media outlet and said that, you know, there's no one who's who's available to replace Perez. He performs well in races in contrast to Nick DeVries. <laughs> Ouch. Like, poor Ouch. Nick DeVries. But here's a little stat for you. Albon and Perez are tied with four Q3 appearances this year. 
And when you think about how dominant the Red Bull is, and Perez has the same number of Q3 appearances as Alex Albon in a Williams, who just last race has started to kind of like step it up. That's yeah. not a problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's not a good No. So Albon in a in a Red Bull would be a phenomenal horse. Well, Albon, Albon drove a Red Bull. He was with he had the seat with Max a couple yeah. years a few years ago, and they let him go, which I was ticked at because I thought he was doing pretty well. In that I mean, race. if Albon came back in, in this Red Bull, I didn't know that, but if Albon came back now, that would be amazing. So that actually did come up this week, or maybe it was the end of last week, and somebody asked Albon would you go back to Red Bull if they asked you to? And he said he is very happy with Williams, that he is fully on board with what they're doing. And it didn't sound like he would maybe, you know, think about, he would entertain that at all. So I shouldn't say at all. It didn't sound like he would really entertain it that much, but I'm not really sure. But at the very, very end, after the checkered flag, Botas lost power. And I was so bummed for him because... He made it to Q2 that they've had, they've struggled all year with race and qualifying and pace and everything else. And he couldn't even go on to Q2 because no power, no way to get it done. Crazy. Not that it ultimately mattered later anyway, but. No, it really didn't. <laughs> but the reason, yeah, we'll go into that. But the reason oh, yeah. he got disqualified from qualifying, I'll just talk about it now um, since I brought it up. But so after well, I think it was kind of late yesterday. They said that Toss was disqualified from qualifying because they could not pull out the um, amount of gasoline that they need at the, you know, after everybody's done. But supposedly that was because they had a fuel issue is what caused the um, car to lose power anyways. So that was, I mean, it was just kind of one of those things. It was a domino effect. Um, but the stewards did say he could start P20 today. So instead of starting, I don't know. I mean, he was going He would have been P15. So he lost five places. That kind of sucks. So yeah. He lost places. You have, like, if you have a fuel leak or something, and that causes the issue, like, but then, it, yeah, I mean, they're talking environmental. I mean, there's, we won't go into that. There's, there's yeah, a lot. No. We will right, not. So Q2. So they started with brain predicted. So that was like people were talking about that. And then, oh, yeah, we were going to grab the Ferrari radios. Oh, yeah, we were going to do that. I totally forgot. Um, No. So the Ferraris, <laughs> I'm like, please. You're do messaging that. me. We should get these radios. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, the drama. The drama. So they're getting ready to go out um, to start Q2. And Ferrari tells Carlos, you need to let Charles go first. Carlos not happy. He says, why? I'm fourth. He's in third. So I think, number one, he's thinking, I'm already behind. I need to go out first and get, get a lap in, and he can go out behind me. And then he kind of continued on. He said, this is not right, you guys. Like, you're sacrificing my tires because he had to pull over and as the commentators on F1 TV said, you know, he had to cross onto this white line, which is more wet than probably the pit lane where they were. So it cools down the tires and he was not happy. So he pulled over. He let Charles go first. But then where all the cars start to back up, which is one of my pet peeves on that last turn, I don't know if Carlos was coming up pretty quick behind some other cars and Charles was one of them. And Charles had slowed down. Well, Carlos just kind of went boop, 
around the outside. And then you hear Charles radio and he's being very sarcastic, like, okay, Carlos, good move going out the outside. Um, so you could tell he was a little irritated as well. So I'm hoping this does not turn into a thing, but it seems pretty clear to me, like Carlos is done playing second banana and at least a fair fight, you know, wants them to both be prioritized and not just, not just Cheryl. So. Yeah, it, it, it's been an interesting the last couple of weeks with the two of them. And it, and yeah, they've, they've got to figure this out. They've, they've got to figure this out. It's, it's kind of been this way for a few years. And, you know, I think a couple of years ago when I first really came on and I was like, oh, you know, Carlos is my driver. They were also prioritizing um, Charles as much as they could over Carlos. And Carlos still beat him in the in the final standings as far as the driver points go. So just let it go. Anyways, I'll let it go for now. Um, <laughs> but the Q2, the ending again. Carlos is still ahead. By one point, I think now. No, Carlos has got ahead of him right now. Um, unless they haven't updated the point. But right now it's showing uh, nine points ahead. No, that's not that. I think that they haven't done that's that. For I think it's one point because I, I was like, okay, Carlos is still ahead, but I think it's like 83, 82, or 82, 81, something like that. So they were 83, 74. Okay, so now it's 83, 81, I think. Okay. I think. Um, Although Charles only finished. Oh, no, wait. Where did Charles finish today? Eighth and tenth, I think. So, yeah, he might have gained a couple points. Charles finished ninth, so he got two points, and Carlos got one. So maybe so I Charles is 76, and uh, Carlos yeah. would be 84. I must so. have looked at something else. Maybe it's maybe it's him and Lewis. I don't know. Something he's very he's like one point off of somebody, I think. Anyway, so back to Q2. Norris was looking amazing all during oh my gosh. qualifying. I mean, yeah. you can really, really see like, okay, something special might happen here. But we had out in Q2, Hulkenberg, Stroll, Ocon, Sargent, and then, of course, Botas because he didn't go out. But I felt a little bad for Sargent, but he had some lap times deleted. Yeah. And that's not going to do that. Really. He would have made it. He but probably would have made it. Yeah, if he hadn't. And then Q3, DRS was enabled because it wasn't enabled in Q1 and Q2. So all of a sudden, it's like, we're having crazy qualifying. Crazy. And all three British drivers are in. And the cheering, not just like then, like, because they would, one would come through and they'd go to the top. And another one would come through and they'd go to the top. And the cheers, qualifying during the race today, like, deafening. I've never... So only at Silverstone, because you you do hear them at Silverstone, you hear them in Mexico, but insane. I want to go to these races because we have to go next year. We have to go. We have. I thought it was. I thought it's. You know what irritates me? Five minutes. Everybody's in the garage. I'm like, (laughs) I know they get radar and and all that, but you just never know with weather that like some thunderstorm just decides to just show up and and. Just everybody's in the crowd. Just yeah, but it was nuts again. And to have Norris at the top for just even that brief little time, I was on my feet. So then, of course, Max comes through and takes it. But 
the starting row, Max Lando, then Oscar Piastri, the highest a rookie has been on the grid. Mm -hmm. Absolutely insane. Then you had Carlos, I mean, Charles, Carlos, George, Lewis, Albon, Alonzo, and Gasly. So crazy. Crazy. Um, So then let's get to today. So we talked about Botas. He was disqualified. But let's talk about the start. That was amazing. I I screamed. I was just like. Oh my god! And he led. He led. Norris came off the prime and just was like, "You are not going to take it." He just they and they kept showing it over. He was had such a quick uptake, such a quick reaction. It was like I think it was like five point two versus five point three five or something like that. Just Amazing. that minuscule and, and we just know how boom. Quick Max is. Yeah, we know how quick Max is. And then for him to keep that lead for five seconds. But before we go too far, I've got to say Piastri. That's who I was. My eyes were on his car because when they started, he came from third. So he lines up behind Max right over here on the left hand side. And he beelined right behind Lando's car. And I thought he was going to get ahead. Like Max even said in the in the room afterwards, he made it like he was wheel to wheel with Oscar. And it, I think that surprised Lando. He was kind of like, wait, what? But like, the way he crossed over to get behind Lando and just go right up behind him, like absolutely insane. And the crowd was going wild, like absolutely, absolutely wild. It was an amazing, amazing start for them. It, I, it was crazy. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe yeah. it. But we, like we talked about like Alpha Tauri and Alpha Romeo, non-entities, like don't even need to talk about them. Um, and then Haas. They have the worst luck. Absolute worst luck. Who ran into Hulkenberg? Nick DeBreeze? I think it was Nick uh, DeBreeze that ran into Hulkenberg early on and gave him damage, like on the start starting lap, I think. So he had to come in right away, which sucks. And then K-Mag with his engine fire <laughs> later in the race. Like, what in the world? Like, they have the absolute worst luck. And it's like there's a little... Rain cloud following. That's why they go look up. So then, so three races in a row, Haas has had engine fires or smoking. Yeah. Like something's up. Something is very weird. Very very weird. And they have three engines. So I don't. Ocon, know that, I mean, Ocon was doing so well that all of a sudden I was just, I my heart sunk. He's oh, just pushing so hard, and then you see it. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. You, you, I message you. Oh no. I know. And he's on my fantasy team, or at least my second fantasy team. And I was like, are you kidding me? But I felt you could tell even his engineer felt terrible about that. He's yeah, like, he apologized. Oh, like, the first thing he said was, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you have to stop the car. And then you have like Gasly. So again, this is not the race that Alpine was hoping for. Ocon had a terrible race last last week. I mean, obviously with the 32nd penalties. and But even before the, all those penalties, he was not having a great weekend. And then this weekend, Gasly's out because of an incident with Stroll. Stroll, Stroll got a five-second penalty for that. He did get a five-second penalty, which was much deserved because he caused that accident. And Gasly was up near the points or in slightly uh-huh. in the points. Yeah. yeah he, he was chasing down. He was chasing down Alonso. He was yeah. really close to taking he Alonso. Was, he was so close. So I could not believe that. And it wasn't the first time because a few laps prior to that, um, Lance went off the track when he was kind of in a battle with uh, Gasly 
and came back on and Pierre was on the radio in a second. Like he, he went off the track. He has to give that back to me right now. And I saw that they said there was no more further investigation, but I don't know if that meant they didn't think he really gained an advantage or they were, I, I didn't see any penalties come up for him. So just not the race that Alpine wanted. And, you know, they were looking so good a couple of races ago. And I know, I know. And even this weekend. But uh, yeah, so then, yeah. then Stroll, like you said, Stroll was, Stroll was just, I don't know what, like Papa Stroll can't be happy with his, his oh. son's performance. So then that five-second penalty put him down in 14th, um, which without that, he would have been 11th. Yeah, 11th. Oh, my gosh. So I knew it was going to drop because we were all really close there. Yeah. But, no, Papa Stroll has to be pissed because let's last weekend – Neither one of them did all that great. They were just kind of there, you know, like, and today. Well, Alonso only got seventh, so he only got six points, so. Yeah, and he started, what, sixth, or was, did he start seventh or eighth? He started, um, Alonso started ninth, so at least he moved up okay. to, and Stroll started 12th. And then he moved backwards. Yeah, they, again, they were just kind of like, eh. Yeah, I mean, I the, the early battle with Hamilton and Alonso was good, but I mean, Hamilton made quick work of that. That there was not now, a lot of Mercedes has now moved up to second in the constructors cup. I saw that. Yeah. Dropped. Yep. Because the last two races, Mercedes doing pretty well yeah. and Aston Martin, not so much. <laughs> you can't yeah. fiddle, finish middle of the pack and expect to be second in the constructors. It's just not yeah. going to happen. Um, Williams today, though, first of all, I have to say, like, good for them. They, what a weekend, like to be at mm -hmm. your home race, to be the 800 GP, you were looking so amazing in practice, good qualifying for the most part, very solid performance, like the whole weekend. I just, I feel like they probably would have liked a little bit more, but for yeah. where they, where they are and with the upgrades being as new as they are. I mean, amazing. I was worried Albon wasn't going to get in the points, but then he came back and finished, what, seventh? So I think seventh. He finished eighth. Eighth. So I think overall, I'm excited. Like, this is what we talked about at the beginning of the season when it looked like in the first race or two, like, ooh, is Williams going to do it? Is Are they going to bring something different this year? And then we had a lull. And then it's gotten exciting again. So I'm really excited to, to keep watching them and hopefully keep seeing them improve. Like, And Sargent finished 11th. I mean, part of it's the stroll penalty, but still 11th. He's, I mean, just outside the points. Just outside the points. And he was probably wanting that point too because it's only him and Nick DeVries that don't have points this year. And, and Oscar having the race that he did, he now has 17 points. So he's jumped up to, I think, like 11th or something in the Drivers' Championship. Yeah, um, Oscar, let's see. Yeah, he's 11th in the points, yeah. Yeah, because of today. So I'm sure that Logan was really wanting those points today. But again, Great finish for Logan. So I can't. Williams I can't. and Haas are both seventh and eighth. It's Avatari that's tenth with only two points. Yeah, for is nine points. So yeah. Williams is actually like almost middle of the pack, which isn't too bad. I mean, they're they're leading the low end points. So they yeah. or them Haas tied eleventh, Alfarman at ninth, and Avatari with two, and then above them is Alpine with forty-seven. So yeah, but at least like they're going in an upward trajectory 
while those yeah. other three teams, the Alpha Tauri, the Alpha Romeo, and and Haas, are not like they're having and issue Alpine, after issue. Alpine and McLaren at forty-seven and fifty-nine, and then you have the top four at one forty-seven, one eighty-one, two hundred three, and then of course Red Bull. Okay, okay, interesting. Well, Ferrari, yeah. ugh. They, uh, <laughs> I don't understand the early pit for Leclerc. I don't, it, you were saying like the commentators were talking about their strategy and like, what, what was that? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand I don't, what was going on with Ferrari today. I don't, I mean, just crappy strategy. I did not understand them pulling him in at lap 19. He was the first driver to go in other than Hulkenberg who had a, a broken front wing. That's why he mm -hmm. had to go in. I'm like, who are you thinking you're going to undercut with this? I, I, I'm sure that was their thought, but like, why? With the strength of the drivers behind them and where they started, you have Mercedes on your tail. Two strong Mercedes fast cars because yes. Mercedes is a stronger car. Like, yeah. why are you pitting that early? No idea. Like, I don't understand. No idea. And I do want to go back and, and listen to Charles post-race um, interview because we started taping this like probably within 15 minutes of the um, race ending. So we jumped on this really quickly, but I do want to hear what he has to say because I don't think he's going to be happy. But he, <laughs> he after he came back out, I think he came out around 13th or 15th or something mm -hmm. ridiculous. And he was not passing anybody. Like they put him on hards, I think, yeah, because he started on mediums, right? So they put him on hards because soft was not going to do it from lap 19 to lap 52 or whatever, 51, 52. Um, so they ruined his race. Like he, you have to get those warm. He couldn't get past people. And then you've got Carlos being told we're going with plan B. And he's like, I forgot what plan B is. Like, what is happening? Well, and you look at them, they, they started fourth and fifth, Charles yeah. and, and Carlos, right? And then they ended ninth, ninth and tenth. tenth. Yeah, horrible. And they had to fight for ninth and tenth because, so when K-Mag got the yellow, they pulled Charles back in and put him on softs, right? And then I, they probably had an unsafe release there because they he almost hit Albon when he was leaving his pit box. And then Leclerc comes out he can't hold off russell tried to get back around russell couldn't couldn't do it you're on new soft tires or fairly and new soft he, tires. Like, he ends up, Charles ends up with two pit stops carl yeah. is with one which like, they were hoping to only do one with the hard and just go till the end so crappy strategy although i mean at that point maybe you see the hards aren't working so let's get you on softs we have kind of a sort of a free stop but towards the end signs getting double passed <laughs> First Perez, Albon kind of follows him right through there. Then he's fighting with Charles, and Charles ends up passing him. Or I guess he triple passed. Charles ends up getting past him. And then you have Gasly, who's right on his tail. And I thought Gasly was going to pass him. And then you had the incident with Stroll. So I think if Stroll hadn't taken him out, Gasly was going to pass him. Oh, he totally would have passed him. And so it's like, what the hell? I mean, I know he got pushed off the track with Perez. So probably got some some issues there maybe with his tires but absolutely a disappointing race for for them you start on the second and the third row and you finish at the bottom of the points like oh, why did i pick ferrari to be my team if you look at some of the fastest laps too leclerc had the seventh fastest lap and carlos had the 10th fastest lap 
Mm. And that's it. That's as high as they went up. Wow. Well, they looked crappy, but Mercedes looked pretty darn good. And when they didn't look good in qualifying or practice, they came out today and looked pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I I, I picked Russell because I just really thought his last couple of races, he's just his just been fighting it like he's been right on the edge and he was just because he's at home and and whatnot yeah. his, his strategy that he was gonna and he's had some car issues so i really was hoping that he was gonna push it through this time yeah and uh even where he started behind hamilton and he didn't but still mercedes made it on podium so you know that's good yeah. too he was he was pushing it pretty hard i mean he was pretty close and where he ended up as well yeah um absolutely yeah, they, they they did good. I mean, they they did really well. I, I think right now we've got a fight between the McLarens with the Mercedes engine and then yeah. the Mercedes. So you've, yeah. you've got a pretty strong fight between those two. I think it's interesting um, because Lewis in the room afterwards was just telling Lando, like, that car, your car is so fast. And Russell came on the radio at one point when Lewis was trying to get past um, Lando towards the, you know, towards the end when they were having that little battle right after the restart. And um, Russell literally comes on the radio. He's two or three cars back. And he said, um, I want to make sure I have it right. Like McLaren is so quick on the hearts. Like he was watching what was happening and he said it like with awe, he was impressed with what that McLaren was doing. So it will be interesting because it seems like for sure Aston Martin, for a while, we're like Aston Martin, Mercedes, Aston Martin, Mercedes. Now it's like Aston Martin's kind of pulled back the last two races and out of the blue, here comes McLaren. I mean, Lando had a great race last week too, but if they could keep this up, it could be a battle between those two teams for sure. Yeah, Aston Martin's going to have to get their, you know what, together to, yeah. to be able to stay competitive. Like they are going to have to do some upgrades to be able because McLaren has done it. And I think the only thing, I, I, not the only thing, one thing that kept Russell from being able to be a little more competitive, you know, he had that one bad pit. Yes, know, he did. 3.9 seconds. I mean, everybody yeah. else is in the 2.2 two and a half. It's like, yeah. That, that second and a half, like, what the heck? Yeah, that he was definitely. Leclerc, like, he already had an extra pass he had to do. It's like, it's just. Yeah, that was super unfortunate. But he was also a little bummed uh, that Lewis got to pit during the yellow because he yeah. asked. And he said, oh, man, you know, like that that kind of stinks. So you could tell he yeah. was not happy. But, you know, that's just how it goes sometimes. But I will. I'm getting track limits, too. What's that? He came close to track limits. He got an orange and black flag. Russell. Orange and white flag? I mean, I a black and white flag. Black. He got a black and orange flag. Russell did. Isn't the black and orange when you have something hanging off your car and they want you to come in? No, I thought that was like he got the black and white, and then they said, "Oh yeah." And then he also got. A, I, thought, I thought them say he got a black and orange. I thought that was like the one right before you get your penalty. I don't know. I missed that. I totally missed yeah. that. But here's the thing. I one thing I do want to point out because we talked about this um, a, several weeks ago. But Mick Schumacher on Friday night was in the simulator until two fifteen a.m. And so you got for me. I've got to wonder. Okay. Maybe that didn't translate for Quali on Saturday, but for the race on Sunday and the, the pickup for Mercedes, I wonder if that simulation work by Mick really gave them the data they needed to, to go 
to go after it. Now they're not very quick on a straight line. Like they could not compete with McLaren on that straight line. So that's something maybe they have to, to figure out, but really, really impressive. I, I did not expect them on the podium. This You, you did good picking George. I did not expect it at all. Like I just didn't think they were going to do it. Nope. You're right with the black and black and orange. I swear that's what they said, which was confusing to me because they said that and then they said he's about to get a penalty. So that's what was confusing to me. Interesting. Um, yeah. It's still so interesting though that he was that close to to a penalty. And we know Norris was too at yeah. the end of the race. Norris was too, which I was freaking out. I'm like, and they didn't they didn't play his radio with his team. I was like, please, yeah. please team, please team, yeah. please tell them that. He, you know, he's so close. Please yeah. tell him. Only three laps. Like, just back off a little bit. Like, Lewis is not going to catch you at this point. But what an amazing drive. Like, I did vote for him for driver of the day, and he won. I do. But, like, yeah, and one of my one of our listeners and one of my friends, she's in Italy watching, um, and she sent me a text and said they voted. Oh, wait, one of them voted for um, for Lando. So he, he walked away with that title. But, again, amazing day for him he's his start incredible under that kind of pressure going up against max beating it for five laps the battle with lewis like that in and of itself and he was worried about lewis because before they restarted he asked his engineer what tires um are is lewis on and they're like eh, yeah he's on softs and Lando's like, oh, great, or something to that effect, because he's on hard tires. Lewis is on fairly new soft tires. But they were like wheel to wheel. Lando able to shake off the seven time world champion under, you know, pressure and was able Just, to second. I couldn't believe it. Like, the thing that I think was amazing, and it's it's both for to call for both McLaren drivers, and, and I mean Hamilton is world class. He's been a champion and, and whatnot. But we've talked about this before, and, and last week's race, and I think it was last week we were talking about this that they were there. Were lots of memes and people analyzing that Max, except for Monaco, because I think it was Monaco, whichever one ended under safety, not, not whatever race ended under safety, that he's been twenty something seconds, twenty five seconds, or on average ahead. Yeah. And all races. Yeah. And Lance ended the race with, uh, he was 3.798 seconds behind Max. Lando. So Lando, sorry. Yeah. Lando ended behind Max 3.78 seconds behind Max. That's so yeah. that's amazing. That, that is, is absolutely amazing. amazing. I and think then, in Canada, there was a nine, Max was only nine seconds ahead or something like that. Um, yeah. So that race, and then, yeah, it would have been Australia under the yellow, then Canada, he was nine, and then this one, three. So there's definitely some tracks the Red Bull dominates, but doesn't dominate that well. And then Lewis, 6.783, but then Oscar, 7.7. Wow. So the three behind them are all less than the second in Canada. That's amazing. That's yeah. really amazing. Yeah, I think they were definitely struggling a smidge with the tires he was complaining about the wind today like all of that stuff but oscar i i don't know that oscar and again haven't been on social since the media stopped or, or since the race stopped but what a great race by that rookie like first of all to find out on the radio yesterday that he was p3 in qualifying he was so calm like great great job i see lando got second mega 
mega mega so like just calm as a cucumber highest finished by a rookie this year i mean and the, again the start the way he just went right yeah amazing I mean, i'm bummed he did not get on the podium but to finish four amazing, amazing. amazing. Good, good job oscar i i hope that continues for him i hope they continue to be that strong but of course max still won yep. <laughs> still yeah. won yeah but perez let's go back to perez for a second so he has been qualifying horribly, but he always works his way back up into the He point. does. So where did he finish today? Like fifth? He finished sixth. Sixth, okay. Sixth. Sixth, which when you start wherever he did towards the back. He started 15th. 15th, okay. So Maybe he would have finished 15th, but then Botas probably getting 20th, that pushed him up one. So... Yeah, he said that he was pushed off the track towards the beginning by Ocon. So that cost him a little bit of time. Then he pitted like three to four laps before the safety car. Um, so that didn't really work out in his favor. But but others did too. And I mean, Charles pitted twice. So yeah, Charles pitted twice. But he, it, he was just saying like it took him a little longer than he thought to kind of work his way up. And he says that he's got the full support of the team. He, he named out Christian. He named out Helmet, Chatty Cathy. And he said everyone knows that he is fully capable. So he's, he was 11 seconds. Oh, no, 12. 12.8 seconds behind. I mean, considering he started 15th, that's not horrible. That's, that's not horrible. But here's seconds. the thing. Like, he's definitely climbing back up into the points. But you're driving a Red Bull. So what the heck is happening in qualifying? Because you two should be dominating. It shouldn't just be Max at the front. It should be both of you at the front. Yeah. So yes, you you can bring the car back up, but how much work you have to do to do every race to bring it up into the points. I mean, you could be having such a different year this year if you could just get that qualifying under control. So I don't know. anyways, there, there's some interesting race stats. So Today, today's win marks the 11th win in a row for Red Bull. So that ties the McLaren record from back in the day. And I guess this is the first time they won Silverstone since 2012. Oh, wow. And yeah. I, that kind of blew me away for a second. Lando, his first podium at a home race, and you could see how much that meant to him. He was just beaming. And of course, he's driver of the day. I loved that there were two Brits on the podium for that crowd because they cheered for all three of their guys all weekend and to have both of them on, on the podium. Yeah. So exciting. Um, I loved how all the drivers, when Lando was getting out of his car, even Max, Max was the first one, got out of his car, went right over Lando's still sitting in there and he, you know, pats him on the head and, you know, pat him on the chest and, you could tell like everybody was excited for him. Checo came over. Lewis obviously gave him a hug. Like everybody was coming over to congratulate him. So I think they were really excited. But the podium ceremony. So Max, Max didn't even get his trophy because they started with the champagne. So they did third, second, the constructor who was Max's engineer. And the poor girl, like the, the head of the FIA, was like, no, hang on, hang on. And we're trying to figure out like, why Why is he telling her to hang on? And then they finally cut over and they're already spraying each other with champagne. <laughs> it was all over the place. So yeah, 
that was kind of kind of fun. And then the poor girl got sprayed because finally Max stopped. But Lando shoots her with the which tried to get Max shoots her also. Which is kind of cool that their head their head strategist is female. Yeah. No, I think well, I think it was his engineer. Oh, that's engineer. That's true. But that thing's too cool. I saw it the other day when they were showing that they're one of their their head strategists. Yeah. Strategists I they need to get Hannah Schmitz up there. Come on now, that girl is has done so much for them as far as strategy. Oh, yeah. Like get the girl on the podium. Beyond the grid stuff. So there was a yes. lot happening, but you had Toto and Susie representing F1, Susie representing F1 Academy, Martin Brundle, Christian, pretty much all of the principals were at number 10 Downing Street to talk about the impact F1 has on the British economy. So when you think about it, most of them have their headquarters there. I mean, Aston Martin, McLaren, Mercedes, I mean, a ton. Yeah. And so I thought that was pretty cool. They were all dressed up in their stuff. We talked about this last week, but the suit that Max wore in Canada for his 41st win and 100th Red Bull win, that finally, last weekend, I was obsessively watching the um, the end of the auction and they kept like extending it, but it went from like 80 something pounds up to 112,333 pounds is what that ended up selling for. So I thought that was kind of crazy. George was up in a um, Royal Air Force jet doing, I think he said Mach 1. Point, oh my God, the cutest little baby quail. Y'all need to, one of these days I need to put a camera over there because mama just went by with her baby quail. Um, anyways, yeah, I think they did like a Mach 1.3 or something he said, and just like the G's and they pulled G's in their oh, cars, cars all the time, like the Royal Air Force jet. And then Gunter um, up in a Lynx helicopter with the with the British forces. So they were all having a little bit of fun this week for sure. So, yeah. Did you finish this book yet? No, I had a book. For, I had a couple books from the library that I had to read quickly because they're high. I had to get them in before they. <laughs> but it's yeah. I'm almost done, and I hope to finish that today and get back on my my Gunter book. But anyway. Next week. Next week is not a race week, and no. it's your your birthday weekend. So then I get to spend the next eight to ten weeks. I forget how many weeks between teasing you for being older than me. <laughs> yes, we get to start that fun fun section of the year. Not that hard that for the last twenty seven years. Yeah, um, no, it's our only race weekend though in July without a race, but it kind of works out perfectly. Um, so. After that, we've got two races, and then we go on summer break. So while the teams do, we haven't decided what we're going to do. Um, the 2024 calendar came out. So just very quickly, 24 races this year. So one more than was scheduled for this year. So record-breaking number of races. Two are going to be held on a Saturday to respect uh, Ramadan. So both of those will be in that part of the, the world. And so they want to look at that. Kind of, there was 23 scheduled for 23 and there's 24 scheduled for 24. Yeah. Who knows what 25 will bring. China's back on the calendar. I kind of thought that was a smidge surprising, but okay. Um, and they're trying to group races a little bit more by region. So it's not going to be perfect because you have contracts in place. You have to deal with weather stuff, but they are trying to group things a little bit more. So that I appreciate. Um, and there's shorter breaks. So we won't have like a month long, I think it's like two week break and then a one week break or something um, towards the end of November. So Very yeah. Cool. yeah. 
there you have right. it. Yay. A little over an hour, not too bad, not an hour and a half. So that was good. <laughs> right. Next week, unless something crazy happens, I'll do a deep dive on Williams, which I think is really cool being how old they are. And then it, it would be, you know, this should have been the 800th because of Amola next race is. And so we'll be right in between. So I'll yeah. have some good information on that. So Perfect. Be. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming along for the ride, everybody. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll see Don't you guys forget. next week. All right. See you. See you. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and a review. To stay up to date with She Loves the Grid and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow us on Instagram at She Loves the Grid and on Facebook at facebook.com slash She Loves the Grid. Thank you for joining us for the ride this week. Mm-hmm.